Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to Quick Picks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want suggestions on what to try next, we're here to help. Hello, today Tana's here so that we can talk about our favorite books we read this summer. Welcome back, Tana. Thanks, Nikki. It's great to be back. I can't believe that it's uh, August already. I know, it's crazy. Yikes. That went by fast. Too fast. Mm -hmm. But did get some good books in. Oh, there were some juicy ones, yes. Why don't you go right ahead and start with your list? All right. I loved Hello Beautiful. Um, It's by the author who wrote Dear Edward. So if you read that one, I think you will appreciate this one. She is a slow build author. So be prepared. It's going to take you a while to get into all the characters and and that. But William, Julia, and Sylvie are the three main characters, and they're the three narrators of the story. So you get the story from each of their perspectives. William and Julia meet in college, and Julia has their whole life planned for them down to the last second. And then something happens, and all of those plans kind of get upended. And then as the story goes on, you kind of get some backstory of what has happened in both of their families. And then you also get what's going on right now between the siblings. And there's four girls in this family, Julie and Sylvia are two of them, and then there's two other sisters. One of them gets pregnant in high school, so that's a whole other line. But I just loved the character development. I loved the girls. Well, I didn't love all of them. I didn't like Julia at all. But I liked everybody else. Mm -hmm. I liked um, how they worked together for a greater good. And I liked um, some of the strong male friendships that William had, which you don't always get in a female-dominated story. But there was one friend of William's that shows up about midway and never leaves his side and is a good Mm -hmm. person for him. So that was good. It is a longer book, and I think it was somebody's pick, Oprah's or somebody, so don't let that dissuade you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as heavy as some of hers, but there are some heavy topics in this one. Mm -hmm. So that was my favorite. Then I read one called The Book Binder by Pip Williams, and this one actually just came out last week, but I had the advanced reader, so I read it in June. It's called a companion book to the Dictionary of Lost Words. So it's got a couple of the characters that cross over. So if you've read that one, awesome. You'll have kind of a little Easter egg type of a thing in there. If you haven't read it, it doesn't matter. The story is still good. This one is about Peggy and Maud. They are twin sisters that live on a boat, the Calliope, in Jericho by Oxford. It is 1914, and they work at the book bindery. So they are the people that fold the pages to get them ready to be bound into a book. Well, Peggy likes to try to read everything as it goes by her, so (laughs) she is always doing that. And interested about learning and wanting to do different things. And Maud, they describe her as kind of a simpler person in the book. So she is perfectly content to be folding the papers and things like that. So there are these sisters that want different things. Their mom has passed away. So they're kind of trying to make their way in the world. Then 
World War One starts. Mm. So the book industry kind of gets upended because all the men have to go to war. Yeah. And so they are given some different tasks and things like that. So it's fun to watch Peggy progress. She meets Gwen, who is somebody from like the other side of town. She has all the options, all the things going for her that Peggy would love. They form a friendship and Gwen tries to talk her into going to school. So there's some of that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. not really realizing what the other person doesn't have versus what she has. She meets someone who is in the hospital that she volunteers at and kind of has a little bit of a friendship with him. And then there is Jack, the neighbor, who I loved, who gets sent to war. And so you kind of get, like, this is somebody that they really know that's going to war. And his family kind of take care of Peggy and Maud throughout the years. I thought it was very well done. I thought the bookbinding stuff was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Tilda was in the last book. She makes a, a much bigger appearance in this book. And it was fun to kind of see her from a different side. Mm-hmm. So those were all the kind of fun characters in there. I loved it. I um, I actually couldn't put it down. I just flew right through it. So wow. that was good. And then one that we both read was by Stephen Rowley, Celebrants. Mm-hmm. I went on a little bit of a Stephen Rowley kick, and I read Gunkel and Celebrants, like, back-to-back. And they're both awesome. They both were good, and he narrates. Yes, which is one of the few that is really good at it. Exactly what I was going to say. I usually don't like it when an author tries to narrate their work. He nailed it. He He was fantastic as the narrator in both the books. Um, Celebrants is about... Five friends that went to Berkeley together. At the beginning of the book, their friend has died, and they're meeting for a five-year reunion and deciding that, hey, we should not just get together when someone dies. We should celebrate other things, too. And I love that as a premise Mm -hmm. because I think that, too. I think that that's what we should be doing. So these friends make a pact. And there was some eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> everybody was on board. <laughs> not everybody really wanted to do the pact. But over like 28 years, they met for a variety of reasons for for each other to prop each other up, to kind of, you know, do some support, make a laugh. Remember why they liked each other in the first place. And I thought all those things were such awesome things if you have any long-time friends. Yeah. You you might not have day-to-day stuff in common, which it seemed like some of them really didn't have day-to-day stuff in common, mm-hmm. but they still had that core yeah. of, yeah, remember when we did this? And I thought that was funny. There were two parts in here that I, I was <laughs> laughing out loud, which is always embarrassing when you're listening to an audiobook somewhere and you're laughing out loud. But one was when they were staying at Naomi's place. Naomi has this place in Big Sur that that's kind of where their meeting spot was. And they found the old board games. And one of the old games was a Ouija board. And, oh, my gosh. The 
the range of emotions that each of the characters felt <laughs> when the Ouija board came out was just what I remember mm-hmm. from being in college and somebody was like, ooh, let's do the Ouija board, <laughs> bring it out. So that part, I was laughing. I was just like, oh, yeah. And are you looking? Are you guiding it? Are you touching it? You know, right. all those kinds of things that yeah. I thought were just funny. And then the other part that I liked was they took a cruise. And when they took this cruise, they had taken mushrooms first. And just, I've, I never did that, but I will say that I have had drinks before I've done something and been super giggly. So when I was reading that, I could totally see how they could see something and just start laughing uncontrollably yeah. about something that wasn't funny. <laughs> So those were my two favorite parts of the book. There were a couple parts that were a little bit sad. There were some heartwarming parts, too, Mm -hmm. where they did have shit they needed to figure out. They had to get down to brass tacks here, and and they did it. Mm -hmm. So what did you think? Oh, this was only the second five-star I've given to a book this year, and I'm on 110 books already, so I'm pretty stingy about five stars, but I love this book mostly because I was moved by it, and I ugly laughed throughout, like that horrible guffaw and snort laugh that you can't control. (laughs) It was so funny to me, and I understand why those two are your favorite scenes, but my favorite scene was their skydiving. And in the middle of skydiving, Naomi, who's very well controlled and she's always got her life down pat and she's she's got everything planned out for them, she has a breakdown in the middle of the plane flight and their lives are kind of in danger and they all react in different ways. And that's that's what I loved about the book was there were five people and they were all very, very different and they all reacted in different ways. But Jordan was my favorite because he was he was the guy who didn't have as much humor about it all. Yeah. He was He's very stiff stoic. and stoic yeah. and and he flipped out all the time. And if there was something going on and there was going to be a potential for a bad reaction, he was the one that was going to have it. Yes. And he and Naomi had this back and forth thing and finally he just screamed at her, "I hate you." <laughs> And I laughed so hard for so long, I had to stop the book. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Well, and the reason that they even ended up on that plane was one too many shots of tequila. So there's, you can kind of appreciate that too, is like, oh, whose idea was this? Don't you remember? Oh, yeah. Uh So just, yeah, they they did get under each other's skin, mm-hmm. but yet also they were there for each other. If oh, you yeah. got the phone call, you needed to show up. Yep, you drop everything and you fly out. And that was, that was just great. That was just a nice friend book. Yeah. It, was all, it also dealt with their grief because their friend Alec had died in college and mm-hmm. Alec and Marielle had been dating and Alec and I think it was... Jordy, we're about Jordan. We're best friends. One of the two Jordans. There's two Jordans. Yeah, that was a little confusing for me to remember. <laughs> Even if they called them Jordy and Jordan, I still would be like, no, wait, which which one? one's which? Yeah, I think he lived with Jordy. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Jordy was the athletic one. Yes, he was the swimmer. Yes, so he lived with Jordy, and 
he just had different relationships with all the different characters. And then he dies. And it's so impactful on them, how they talk about how he would have loved to have been at this funeral. Mm-hmm. He would have loved them gathering and all the things that they did. And he has a presence throughout the book. Like, he's mm-hmm. not there there. He's not a ghost. It's not like that. But Well, except the has, Ouija board. That's maybe. true. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he has such a... Even though he's been gone for so long, and he's been gone for longer than they knew him, yeah, he's still with them, and every every time they get together, and he was kind of their tie. Yeah, he really was kind of the strand that ran through all of them mm-hmm. that made them connect. Yeah, and you know that's what kept them coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Very good. Um, that's all I have. Okay. I mean, I could go on, of course, for days uh-huh. and days, but. <laughs> Those were my those were my main three of the summer. Yeah. All right, I have two more, and they're both a little off the beaten track. So, uh, Queen Hereafter was by Isabel Schuler, and this is the love story of how Gruach and Macbeth meet and fall in love. You're going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Macbeth story before Macbeth was king. This was how they got together. Cool. Lady Macbeth and Macbeth. And it was from when they were young and they met throughout all the trials and tribulations of her going to court and thinking she's going to have to marry Duncan. And then she doesn't marry Duncan. And all these horrible things happen to them and they get back together in the end. And, like, you know, as soon as it ends, you're like, okay, if you read... Macbeth, you know what happens next. And Interesting. It's, there's a lot of satisfaction in knowing that Duncan's going to get his. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's a great story. It has all of this magical realism kind of where Gruach has been given this prophecy that she's going to be the queen one day. And so that's how she lives her life. She's like, I'm going to be queen. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to be queen. And... She has old druid blood, so her dad used to be um, a king in their area, and he was ousted. So there's different areas in Scotland, and he was in charge of one area, and he got kicked out. So she wants to bring the druids back into power. And this was all about her bringing that magic and that, that past back. So it was a great story. I just really loved it. Sounds okay. interesting. Uh, the sex one's a little, a little out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are we talking like sci-fi or oh, we're fantasy? Horror. Or, oh, I don't read a lot of horror, but when I do, it needs to have some substance. It can't just be a monster and a bunch of girls screaming all the time. Like I don't like that. That's not fun no. to me. So I read Monstrilio. I'm gonna really try hard to say this by Gerardo. Samoan Cordova. Okay. Okay. So we have a couple and they have a baby who is Santiago and Santiago is born really ill and they don't think he's going to live very long. And sure enough, when he's about 11, he dies. The mom loses her mind. She knows about this old folklore story where you can. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She cuts out a little bit of his lung and she hangs on to it. Her name is Magos. And so Magos cares for this piece of lung, and she calls it the lung for a really long time. 
and it starts to grow and it starts to eat and eventually it turns into a little monster with a tail and she calls him Monstrilio <laughs> and he starts looking more and more like a kid and she and her husband are trying to raise him and care for him they call him they start to call him Santiago and there's just this problem with this tail that he has yeah so they they go back and forth and back and forth and finally they get the tail removed and then things really start to change he really starts to look like Santiago and they're treating him like Santiago and they you know, he, he lives his life as if he was this boy. He is not this boy. He has this boy's memories, but he is a completely different individual. And it's so bizarre because he really likes to eat meat. <laughs> and when I say meat, I mean fresh meat. Um, <laughs> and not like a steak? <laughs> no, it doesn't cut it. So they find carcasses of, you know, stray dogs and things like that. It, it is So the beginning is really gross, but... This is such a great story that reminded me both of Frankenstein okay. and Pet Cemetery. Okay. So basically, let the dead stay dead. Yes. This is the lesson we learned in multiple books. And I'm I'm there for that. Yeah. Uh, no no reason to um <clears throat> grow a new human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just let them let them go. So this was a great I thought this was a really great story as like a, a modern retelling of that. And it takes place a lot in Mexico City. So there's a lot of that culture there. Mm -hmm. There's other characters in it. And the madness that the parents go through is completely, you can completely understand it and empathize. So it was also very moving. But I really liked that book. And I know it's not for everybody. But if you're into horror, it's a really good story. I know. That's not your cup of tea. I'm not really into that. <laughs> I did read a science fiction book, though. Oh, did you? Okay. Called The Anomaly. Uh -huh. That was very interesting. Mm. It was translated from a French book, okay. so it had won some French award, which I was like, okay. But it is about these people that are on a plane, and they meet people that are them. Whoa. So there's an anomaly somewhere in space and wow. time. So that one was, so if you're looking for a sci-fi, mm -hmm. my book club was evenly divided. We loved it or we hated it. Ah. Um, there were a lot of characters, so that was part of the hate and not liking sci-fi or anything that it had to offer. But I thought it was pretty interesting how they figured, figured out the issue. Yeah. And then what they did about it. Oh, interesting. So, if you need a sci-fi, the anomaly is pretty easy to read. They build it as a mystery thriller. Okay. It was sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> there was some mystery to it. There was, that made me think about it was uh, what he was eating. There was, some, <laughs> there was a part in there that I was like, oh, gosh. Ew. Ew. <laughs> but yes. Um, I'm wondering any TV shows or movies you watched this summer that you loved? I have not watched TV all summer. <laughs> well, we were excited because The Lincoln Lawyer is back. Oh, yeah. So we have watched the first half of that new season, mm -hmm. which was really good. 
But we have been to the movie theater twice now. Ooh, two Ooh, times. Two times. Oh my gosh, it's almost Oscar season. For I know. You. <laughs> it, we went to Oppenheimer because we feel oh, like Oppenheimer is going to be one that's probably going to go for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I, you know the story. Yeah. So it's not like you're going into anything new. Christopher Nolan movies, I usually have no idea what is going on. Inception, <laughs> I was like, I still don't know what I happened in don't Inception. Know. Yeah. And he did The Tenant, mm-hmm. which I also walked away from going, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. This one you can follow because it is the the life. Mm-hmm. Kind of two stories embedded in there, but I thought it was very well done. Tons of actors in there. Okay. So that was fun. And then of course we had to go to Mission Impossible because I'm a Mission <laughs> Impossible fan. Um, and that was also well done. Our opinion is it's time for Tom Cruise to hang up his yeah. um, Mission Impossible gear, but he did fine. He, uh-huh. you know, and I love Simon Pegg, so he was great in there. Yeah. But anyway, those are kind of those were our big summer things. Yeah. Waiting for stuff to come back, but now with the strike, I don't know right. that some of our shows are going to be. Yeah, everything's getting affected. Back as soon as we would have liked. Yeah. Thank God for books, though. Yes. And podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give us something to do. Indeed. Oh, well, thank you very much for sharing all of your summer favorites with us. Absolutely. And I look forward to whatever our next topic is going to be. <laughs> Me too. And that brings this episode of Quick Picks to a close. We hope you join us next time for more suggestions in different genres and maybe different media. My name is Nikki, and Quick Picks is coming to you from the Round Lake Area Public Library in Round Lake, Illinois. The end.